Welcome to the Politics of Everything. I'm Amber Danes, your host and podcast producer. This is a half hour of power, a podcast dropping every week where I unpack the politics of everything, from money to motherhood, nutrition to narcissism, startups to secularism, the environment, quality, and much, much more. Our guests are seasoned in the field or topic of their choice, even if you've not heard of them yet. This is a non-partisan show. So while I love exploring varied views and get a buzz from a healthy debate of ideas, this is not a purely blue, white, green program. Please subscribe, tune in and enjoy the politics of everything. Security is something that most of us have come across at a major sporting event, a live concert, or even at a shopping center. Have you ever thought much about what it's like to work in and run such a business? And if I say picture a security guard, you would more likely than not think of a male. Meet Gina Field. She is the managing director of a successful security company with an impressive 25-year track record. Her journey began as a one-woman home-based business and through dedication and innovation, she has achieved remarkable growth. Gina's company garnered recognition with over 35 industry awards, including the prestigious title of New South Wales Businesswoman of the Year, Entrepreneur of the Year and Business of the Decade. Gina's outstanding accomplishments include securing major contracts such as the Western Sydney Airport contract and significant state government contracts. Her success story serves as an inspiration to aspiring entrepreneurs, especially women in business, demonstrating the potential for small ventures to flourish into thriving enterprises. With a wealth of experience, Gina likes to share valuable insights into running successful business, overcoming challenges, and identifying market opportunities. Her journey is a testament to the rewards of perseverance, strategic planning, and a passion for excellence in the security industry. So today we chat about the politics of security, and I warmly welcome Gina to the politics of everything. Hello, Amber. Thank you for having me. Podcasting remotely can be challenging, but it doesn't have to be. Since day one of the politics of everything, I have relied on Zencaster's all-in-one solution to make the process quick and painless, the way it should be for those of us who just love great content and want to get our ideas out into the world. If you know me, I'm obsessed with quality in terms of my guests, my sound, and everything about my show has to be great the first time. I'm time poor. It's so easy to use Zencaster. I'm not tech savvy and you don't need to be either. There's nothing to download. Just click on the link and off we go. Zencaster is all about making your podcasting experience easy and with everything from local recording to automate post-productions now in their toolkit, you don't have to leave your browser to get that episode done and done fast. I have a special offer for you and I hopefully you can experience what I have with Zencaster. Go to zencaster.com forward slash pricing and use my VIP code, the politics of everything, all lowercase in one word, to get 30% off your first three months of Zencaster Professional. How good is that? I want you to have the same easy experiences I do for all my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. Thank you for being my guest. This is a topic that I probably never envisioned I'd be I'd be covering, but I, I reckon this is something that most of us don't even think about, but is part of our everyday existence of some form or another. But going back to your early childhood dreams, I don't know, were you thinking you might end up in security or did you have a sort of a different dream like being an astronaut or a ballerina or something else? I never thought I would ever be in security. When I was growing up, I had this, like most of us, that I was going to be an actress. So I used to be in a lot of plays at school. I think the highlight of my career 
was when I was a tree and I had to hold. Two- I'm laughing. Sorry, I just it wasn't what I thought you were going to say, but here we go. <laughs> Highlight of my career. My parents were so proud. I didn't tell them what part I was playing. So they sort of turned up, got front row tickets, and there I was holding two tree branches for about an hour throughout the whole play. So that's what I wanted to be, an actress. Excellent. And a non-speaking role, I imagine, if you're a tree. Well, that's that's right, yes. <laughs> uh, great. Well, I'm, I'm glad we can have this conversation today, but I am going to ask you why security, what attracted you to the industry and how have you built that business? Because you obviously started very humbly and, you know, you've won a, a plethora of awards and obviously have a sizable business now. Can you run us through, I guess, why you were attracted to the industry or it was attracted to you and I guess how you've built that business? So it was uh, 1988, so it's 35 years ago, and those days it was absolutely unheard of for a woman to be employed as a security officer. I only, I believe that there were only a handful of women that were employed throughout the entire industry at that time. I was 19, I was working at a hardware store, and there's a fellow that used to come in every day in his security uniform, and I said to him, how do I get a job like that? And he said, you don't. Women are not employed as security. So I applied for a job and- uh, Of course you did. (laughs) Straight away. I I looked at him and I went, all right, let's get this party started. And I went for the interview. There's three guys there and I was a bit of a novelty act, I say. And uh, I got a position and they put me in the foyer of the AMP building at Circle Key in Sydney. And that's- how I started um, as a security officer. They put me at a construction site. It's now a very well-known site. It's a TV station and during those days it was still being built and I was in the gatehouse and, and one day all of the guys were leaving and they were congratulating me and thanking me, saying that they were going to be paid to go to the pub for the day and I thought, geez, what's going on? And the foreman came up to me and he said, I'm really sorry to do this to you, Gina, but um, the union has decided that we don't believe that a female can protect us correctly. So I lost my job because of my, my gender. And how long ago was that? Like what year are we talking? We're talking 1988. It was only 35 years ago. Isn't that ironic? Amazing. Yeah. So I progressed through different security companies and, look, I did have a lot of challenges and pushbacks. I went for promotions and my applications were shredded and finally the manager said, look, we've got this really this area that's not performing well. The clients hate us. They're all cancelling. So I suppose we'll give it to you to manage. And I ended up building it up and it ended up making some money and then they decided to take the area back and I was made redundant eight days before Christmas in 1997. Wow. Which is- 26 years ago and I thought to myself what am I going to do I've got no money I rent you know I've got a shitbox car that I'm driving security dog with fleas you know what am I going to do and so it was near Christmas and I wrote the clients Christmas cards and I said thank you so much and I put my phone number on on it and one of the clients one of their clients rang me and said have you thought about starting your own security company and I said no I've had no training was hopeless at school. And she said, start your own company and I'll be your first customer. 
So Nepean Regional Security was born 14th of January, 1998. Yeah. Back in those days, it was we had no social media. There was no emails. There was just starting to be computers. You so would have I a fax to, machine maybe, yes, I'm picturing. <laughs> yes. I was just about to say that. And I used to write all the phone numbers down out of the yellow pages with an introduction letter and stand there for eight, nine hours, just dirt, 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 faxing, dialing away, dirt, 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 just building up my business. So it was all old school. I was actually working night shift while I was also doing night shift, uh, night shift and day shift. As well, because oh, so sleep was optional, but the sounds were not well, optional. Well, sleep, sleep was in my uniform. I used to lay in bed in my uniform and then and then get up because security is a twenty four seven business, three hundred and sixty five days a year. Like we don't get a day off. It it just doesn't happen. So word of mouth was pretty much well how I built up up the business, but also the fact that I had to prove myself to my customers as well, because. I'm sort of a bit of a walking contradiction. So just to give you a picture, I've got blonde hair. I I do love pink. I do love bling. And most security companies uh, are owned by a stereotypical burly big male. So it was very difficult to prove myself that I knew security as well. Mm, Amazing. So is every day quite different depending, of course, on the client, but like what's some of the things that we may not be aware that security does? I mean, obviously there's a visible presence of a security personnel member that we might be all familiar with, but is there other bits to the the puzzle which kind of are really important skills and I guess jobs that you do in business? I think it's it's interesting when you say security because the first thing people think of is bounces on clubs. Oh, do you do clubs and pubs? Yes, I did in the old days, but I don't now. Uh, I used to take any job because I used to think some money is better than no money, but now I'm in the position where I can be a little bit more. And you've got big clients. I mean, you've got massive yeah. contracts now, so that's a really yeah. different ball game. It certainly is. It, it, 80% of my business is New South Wales government, local and state government contracts, which I, I have won through uh, applying for for tenders. So, you know, the average day is never the same. You know, I've got almost 50 personnel working for me now. So, you know, we can we can do anything from a static guard position working, say, at the Western Sydney Airport because it's still being built, so it's still half under construction, so we patrol around there. We have mobile patrols where we drive around to different buildings. We also do festivals. We do functions. And I bet you didn't know this one, Amber, we even watch concrete dry. <laughs> How is that? Is it is it this, this the, the construction piece? Yeah. To, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so people laugh. You know when you say, oh, you know, it's like watching, watching grass grow? Or- yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I guess I've there's never- some quick drying concrete out there these days, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, but when you think about it, if you've got a $100,000 paw, you don't want a pussycat walking through it if it's in the middle of a park or something. That is so true. Or kids yeah. coming in and That's I don't know. That's right. Yeah, putting their so, name in there. Do people do that anymore? Probably not, but that shows my age. <laughs> but, you know, I, I never thought I'd get to the position where we were actually watching concrete dry. So, yeah. 
Amazing. It's it's so it's such a great story, obviously, your own story, your business journey, but it's hard to go past sort of harping on that fact that it is a male-dominated industry. You've been in the game for quite a number of decades now. Is it still the case or have you seen there's been some sort of, I guess, gender balance or evolution um, in terms of people being able to respect you as a leader of the business regardless of gender? Like I think things must have moved along or am I wrong on that? They have changed, like considering – In 1988, when I first started, there was no such things as um, bullying laws or respect laws. There was no such thing as fair work. So we sort of had to suck it right up and, and be treated the way we were. So we've got those things in place. And people have shifted their mindset, sort of. All depends on the job role. So um, when you look at, say, the Matildas game, for example, when they were playing football during FIFA, when you had a look around uh, the, the grounds, the frontline staff were pretty much well all male. When you have things like mosh pits at concerts and particular job roles, they are still picking males over females. So we are, they are still quite selective in what we what females do, like uh, clients will say to me in particular, oh, at a festival, can we have bag checks and can we have women on those roles because women are better than men because allegedly what, more not- thorough? Is there some sort of stereotype in that or is it just, I don't know, what is it? Well, yes. Well, but and also the fact is we're not as – we don't appear as aggress- more aggressive, so people will hand their bags over more readily to a female than than a male. Um, so it's even though it's not in a um, a bad way, we are still chosen in certain job roles. For example, concierge, build you know in high rise buildings, they will pretty much will say, "Can I please have a female guard?" Um, I do get requests quite often from schools, one male, one female, obviously, because we've got to check female toilets. During festivals, they always want women working there because there's lost children. So it still is very male-dominated. It still is male-dominated. And gendered roles within the business, it sounds like. And I suppose, I mean, I I imagine, you know, it may eventually change, but it it hasn't sort of, you know, probably got there yet. Is there ways in which you can address that as a leader in the industry with a successful business? Do you have some sort of, I guess, leverage around changing some of those assumptions about the roles and the opportunities for women in the industry? Well, a a number of years ago I had a club contact me telling me that they are having significant problems with antisocial behaviour and drunk and disorderly aggression, fighting Uh, So I said to them, I sat down and I said, have you thought about having an all-female team, female bouncers, crowd controllers, security officers? And they said, no, absolutely not. It's not going to work. So I said, let's let's trial it. Let's trial it. Just have an all-female team as the crowd controllers in this club. They did not have one incident for 21 months because I'd put females all in in those roles. What does that do, do you think? What do you think that kind of signals or what does that, uh, I guess, does it disarm people? Do they, like, Mm -hmm. feel less aggressive because they don't see women the same way? I'm just kind of, I guess, trying to work out the psychology behind that. 
I th- in in my opinion, I I believe that when you've got a certain guard that's quite large and you know a, a intoxicated person's being ejected, they feel like the male feels like it, that they have to perform because they're not going to be thrown out by a, a burly guy. Like they just, but when a woman goes up and says, look, excuse me, you've had a few too many, I think you better leave, they're not going to turn it on because they don't know whether they're going to get their ass kicked by this female or not. So they, nine times out of ten, they used to just up and leave. And also I think women show more empathy, like I get it, I understand, uh, and the the empathy you know, makes it a lot easier. Whereas a male security officer may show a bit of aggression, like, all right, you're out, you know, type thing. Yeah. And, and you know, the, so I, it, it does. It's the dynamic, it sounds like. It just, yes. and it's, it, but then I guess I'm just playing devil's advocate here. You know, sometimes for men that might be emasculating that a woman is asking them to leave. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're right. And that's the only thing I'm thinking where it could get a little bit hectic. So how has you how has the way you operate your business changed over the time? Obviously, technology would be one aspect. Is there other bits to the business which make it, you know, more sophisticated or even more simpler in some ways, depending on, you know, what it is that helps you, I guess, scale to have, you know, impact, all those things which you've achieved? I think for me is that in, in the beginning when I first started my business, I was taking on everything and anything and any job and, you know, just to try and make ends meet and, you know, some, like I said, some money is better than no money. I think it was the light bulb moment for me when I realised that what I wanted to do in my business. So I wanted to move away from the clubs and pubs and the large festivals and I concentrate more on government contracts because I think there is a lot more security involved, excuse the pun, and also, you know, the delivery of service, the the type of guards that I was delivering, and I suppose that's how I changed the operations of my business and, and that's why when government tenders do come up and I apply for them, I, I you know, I'm, I get them because that's where my niche market is type thing and also another thing is is that I've decided not to expand too big I would rather deliver quality over quantity and make sure that my product is correct before expanding I've seen a lot of security companies expand across Australia and because they want to get bigger, that's their vision. Yeah, and absolutely. Bigger is not yeah. always better. And I do know that no, from running my own no. agency. I, I sold a bigger agency and now run a micro business, which is actually yeah. more profitable, easier to kind of run and, and, and less, less headaches, believe it or not. Yes, that, exactly right, it's particularly with staff, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's very interesting. So what do you think makes your business successful or stand out? So, you know, if I was a potentially going to, you know, see you in, in a pitch environment or a tender environment as it might be for, for your sector, what would it be that you would say that you do that say, you know, the next security company can't just be about price or, you know, I guess some ways reputation comes into it, but is there pieces that you think that you offer that maybe nobody else does? Well, it's not that nobody else does, but I think my point of difference, and I started this a very long time ago, was entering 
business awards. So I just started entering local business awards and winning categories. And then I went into the state awards and I won that. And then I entered in the Australian Champion Awards and I won those. So as you said, I've got uh, 35 industry awards. It's a lot of awards. And that takes a lot of time. I know that as well. Like It's, you know, filling in awards and the amount of detail you need to stand out can actually almost be a full-time job sometimes. I, I actually really enjoy the process because I've actually forgotten how hard it was and how I really had to work some really, really long hours, like long hours to, went to build this business up. And so I really like it because it, it starts with the question, so how did you start your business? And I've actually, during some um, entries, I've actually started crying and filling out my own entry going, geez, did I actually do all that? Like, did I achieve this? Is this for real? Yeah. So, so it's a really, really nice It's a good nice chance process. to reflect and I, I, yeah. I get that as well. I can imagine that and particularly over such a long period of time you would have seen many mm. peaks and troughs in your business as well. Well, the interesting thing too is obviously with government they've got to tick numerous boxes. So at the moment, you know, we have to declare how many women we employ within the business to get these particular tenders and Indigenous, Torres Strait Islanders. So I think too my point of difference is is that there's only a handful of of solely owned security companies in New South Wales that are run solely by a woman. And I believe there's probably only five or six that are are purely operational, the same as me. So that is now my point of difference. So back years ago when I had to prove myself, now they're saying, oh, wow, we're, we're actually ticking this box because we've got a female-owned security company that actually provides our security. So it's actually become quite a positive for me and it's actually become a selling point now. So what a big turnaround. Yeah. That's great. I think, uh, yeah, hats off to you for doing that. Changing tack a little bit, there's some final questions which I ask all my guests. And the first one is best advice either in business or life that you've ever been given and why? Look, there's so many. There's so many. But there used to, when I first started my company, there used to be a fellow that owned a security company as well. He wasn't a competitor. We worked in alignment together and we were standing outside the 7-Eleven. It was three o'clock in the morning and I'll never forget, he said to me, Gina, I've seen him come and I've seen him go and expansion is not success. And it's always stayed with me. And I think that's the reason why I've kept my business the size it is. I mean, I've had the chance to. So how many people roughly work in your business in terms of the size? I mean, I guess you've got different contractors and things as well, but. Yeah, yeah. about 50 people, about 50. And then when I can have an event, I, I can have up to 100 people working for me. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really good advice. And I think if it may, you know, if it comes from someone that you respect as well, obviously that has more, more merit. Yeah. I, I think, you know, I think for me, I see a lot of people and, and look, this is textbook stuff and textbooks doesn't, they don't always work. So I, I'm still the face of the business. I work in my business seven days a week. I keep my finger on the pulse. 
I lead by example. Now, this is a really important one. If you've got 50 people working for you and I'm sticking on Facebook on a Sunday that I'm on a $20 million yacht sipping Moe and they're working on Christmas Day, they are not going to have respect for you. So I still make sure that I still put my uniform on and I go and work alongside my troops. So I lead by example and it's a really important thing, respect. Even though employees are money-driven, we all are. We're all money-driven. We have to live. But there's also that little they have to have respect for their leader. You know, is their leader going to go out of those trenches first and and you'll find that your troops will follow you. And I believe that that has been the total success of my business. I mean, I've, I've got staff that are still with me. They've been with me 25 years. That's amazing. That's yeah. a great, that's a sign. They'd have a choice to work somewhere else. Of course they would. Yeah. It, absolutely. I mean, there's so many, I mean, there's five and a half thousand security companies in New South Wales. They can go and work anywhere, but they stay with me because one, I treat them with respect. I treat them like family. They're not a number to me. I know their names. Uh, they don't have employment numbers. They have names. They have personalities. And I make sure that I know them. I know their families. So, and they they like that. Absolutely. The personal touch always uh, makes people stand out, I believe. So if we spoke again in a year's time, Gina, don't tell me it's another business award, by the way, what would mm. you have liked to have achieved? Maybe one big goal and why that goal is so important to you? <sighs> Oh, this is this is. I mean, you've already question. done so much. I know, but I always think some. Sometimes people have a personal goal as well. It's not even about you know what they do in their day to day business. I think. Look, I. It's twenty five years this year. I always said at twenty, if I may, if I made it to twenty five years, that I would start thinking about scaling the business down a little bit. You know, I I I've can't remember the last Christmas I had off or, or New Year's. So I think. For me, a personal goal is is that I can step away from the business a little bit more. Now, I, I know I've just contradicted myself, but I'd like to be able to step away and maybe have some more work-life balance because really at the moment I don't. So these are the goals that – these are the personal goals that I want. And I know people say, geez, that's just such a simple goal, but it actually isn't when you run a 24-7 business, 365 days a year. Absolutely. So, well, I'll check in and find it if you've managed to at least yes, have one of those major holidays off anyway. <laughs> maybe not all of them, but maybe one of them. A final takeaway message for us today on the politics of business security for anyone listening. I think it's really important for people to make sure that they keep their finger on, on the pulse in their business. Now, there's I know every cent that comes into my business and out of my business. So make sure that you take dip samples. You dip sample your workers, your employees' work. And I I think that's the biggest thing for me. Just make sure that you know what's going on in your business and, and make sure you have your finger on the pulse. That's my takeaway. Great advice. And it's been fabulous to, to pick your brain today, Gina, and I do appreciate your time. And if you do want to connect further with Gina Field or her company, there are some details on the show notes. Until next time, take care. Thanks so much for listening today. If you've enjoyed the politics of everything, I thrive on your feedback. So please add a short review and share the podcast with your network through Apple, Spotify, and all the usual suspects. I'm always on the hunt for new and diverse guests. So if you or someone you know has a fresh idea you're busting to get out there, please email me at amber 
at amberdanes.com and my crew will get back to you very soon.